0: episode 81 of strange brow radio how are you my name's tobe johnson you've tuned in to another transmission this week guest from across the pond daniela aiolo a bigfoot odyssey and hidden existence and we're going to talk about the conundrum of sasquatch and her changing perspective on it all so good show coming up and I'll tell you more about her in a moment but a moment for a sponsor Feral by Aaron E-R-Y-N, at Etsy.com Alchemy Sound Devices they're up on Etsy you can check them out museum quality, functioning shaman inspired alchemy tools check that out at Feral by Aaron E R Y N is how you spell that. Okay, next, Daniela Iolo. We'll be right back. All right, today's guest is Daniela Iolo. The show's Bigfoot Odyssey and Hidden Existence, both of those available on YouTube, and Daniela is a great guest. She's a great uh, person to reach out to, and she's what I would call a fair broker of this interesting situation that we find ourselves in, looking at the physical nature of Sasquatch and the paraphysical nature, and on Bigfoot Odyssey, I think they have a voice for both of those angles. And Daniela reaches into the strange pile more often than the other. So we we go headlong down into uh, this issue. So my conversation across the pond in Yield, London. Daniela Aiolo. All right, on the line with me now is Daniela Aiolo, a Bigfoot Odyssey and Hidden Existence, which you can find on your local streaming devices, mainly YouTube, is Daniela's presence. Hello, Daniela.
1: Hello, Tob. How are you doing?
0: I'm good. I'm good. It's good to have you here. A little bit of a time difference for both of us, so we'll get into it because uh, Daniela's a busy woman, and I've got a uh, a mo, so <laughs> <laughs> we all have stuff going on, but uh, it's good to have you on here. Now, Daniela and I... Uh, spoke in the past, uh, oh, probably a month ago, regarding some of the strange goings on here in America. But as far as what is happening in her own backyard, uh, I want to get into how you got involved with looking into anything that was hidden, you know, as far as your interest to look into the shadows and look at things that are you know mysterious, including sasquatch and and now ghost and yeah. I mean talk about opportunity to look into things like ghost we think we have old buildings here, but everything is new compared to what you have just sitting probably a block down the street from you, so talk a little bit about uh where you're calling in from and uh how you got interested in this.
1: Well, I'm calling from uh, Lancaster, which is northwest of England, uh, in the beautiful Morecambe Bay area, which holds a lot of history. Uh, You know, there's an eighth century chapel down there. That's how old we're talking. So I've always been interested in um, the unknown um, ghost spirits from a very early age. And my uncle actually... He's kind of the guy, I think, who who got me into it. He was all into the David Icke stuff and uh, looking at alternative uh, kind of um, aspects and views and opinions. And, of course, David Icke goes into quite a lot of uh, weird and wacky stuff. And I just, you know, from there, just started looking into things and always been fascinated with mysteries. Never looked too deep before... Um, I got into Bigfoot really and um, something happened to me in uh, 2010 Uh, I was followed by something uh, on a dark lane that was growling Um, and we don't have uh, anything over here, we shouldn't have big cats on the loose and stuff like that but I think it was a big cat but the point was this growling and it was following me and um, I was quite, I was quite scared that night and it it's just something that went to the back of my mind after that had happened. Cause you know, who do you, who do you talk to that kind of stuff about too? And, um, then somehow I got into Bigfoot, literally, I don't know how on YouTube, um, I'm looking at ancient civilization stuff. I'm looking at kind of, uh, you know, programs like that, documentaries like that. And there was just this Bigfoot uh, recommendation that kept pop- popping out and I thought, what is before? what is this all about? And um, I started watching it and the next thing you know, I'm 100 videos down and going, what on earth is going on with this thing? You know, uh, this is a, a real mystery and I got, you know, addicted like lots of people do to this subject Um And I I used to listen to encounters from people and trying to imagine what this creature's like and when they say they hear growls and stuff like that. And something triggered that episode that happened to me. Uh, And I realised, you know, there could just be anything out there. People are experiencing the same thing. And, um, yeah, I wanted to, to know more about it. And I got into... Following Bigfoot Odyssey, I realised there was quite a lot of, um, you know, there was quite a lot of trash out there. and I'm not trying to sound disrespectful, but there's a lot of people wasting time watching nothing. nothing basically, there's a lot of people out there, but there's no substance um, with a lot of it, and it kind of muddies the water. Even though the waters are really, really kind of muddy in, in one sense, um, it's really hard to to separate um what what's what's going on and what isn't but there's definitely something going on and Bigfoot Odyssey seemed quite almost like you know truth seekers and a decent channel um before you know it I'm talking to Kerry and we we decided to do the researchers report and I ended up talking to people I've been watching over the over the last two or three years you know while I'm sat at home like everybody else just watching these videos and uh it's really opened up, um, you know, my thoughts about what's going on and uh, just what people are experiencing. And there's, there's, a, there's many sides to it. And the side that I kind of really relate to is, you know, I feel for the people that are experiencing these things and the PTSD some people suffer from, and the lack of, you know, support. People just willing to listen. Uh, Because whatever's going on, people are experiencing something and, you know, it's, uh, the search continues, you know, Mm -hmm. we're we're looking for answers all the time and we have to keep, uh, I think we have to keep talking about it and getting it out there because I think we all maybe hold, hold a part of the the answer. Mm -hmm.
0: Now you, prior to 2010, where was your interest in Sasquatch? Zero. Zero. Nothing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hadn't even heard of Bigfoot. You know, in the UK, we... That's what, so not-
0: strange, Danielle, that you'd never heard of it before 2010. I know. Isn't it's it? Like that. I mean, just for, you know, my U.S. state of mind growing up in the Pacific Northwest and it so being under all of our skin, to think that there's a generation right now, even growing up, that have never heard of sasquatch you know it's it's very interesting and so weird feeling
1: yeah i remember seeing the Patty video paterson video in the 80s um and i remember i was sat having dinner with my family and we had the telly on in the background and this clip came on of this uh you know Patty, and that was it you see it and it goes and there's there's no there's no uh there's nothing in the uk no, even talk or chat about it so therefore wasn't something you know there was no internet then either because if there had been an internet in the 80s I'd have been on it I'd have been looking I'd be going what is that thing but back then you know before we had, we had the internet we didn't know anything until either you looked in the encyclopedia you looked in a dictionary if you you know or you, you found somebody who might know something about it so it was a lot hard to to get information back then but I wouldn't have even been looking
0: Right. And, you know, the Queens never declared it real from the balcony. So therefore it can't be real. So exactly. I'm so, I, I'm curious about your story though. Have you told this story a thousand times? Can you tell it, you know, a
1: thousand and one,
0: like, what, what in the world it. growled at you?
1: I haven't told it that many times, but, um, uh, cause it, it seems so, so minor, but in, in some ways, you know, at that time, it was quite a big thing. And I did actually tell someone and, it kind of turned into a joke, and so you know you kind of brush these things off. But basically, it was uh, it was Christmas night. It was snowing. It was about half past seven at night, and my friend was having a, a party. There was a farm. There's a farm about two miles from me, probably a bit less than that. And um she was having a party, an all day party, Christmas party. And I said I'd wander up at night and come and say hello. And that was it. And I decided to take the dogs with me, and we and I walked up there because it was bright, I know it's snowing, but it was bright. It was a full moon and it was just a beautiful night to be walking. And so I stayed up there for a bit and uh, you have to go up a bridal path. So it's a kind of, which is, I don't know if you know what bridal paths are. They're like a an access road off a road that takes you to a private property, basically. And uh, you probably get, you know, one car up it. That's, they're not very wide. And uh, it's quite bendy. And I'm walking back down from the party. It's about half ten at night. And um, there's th- fields either side of me and high hedges either side of me. My dogs are off the lead. They're just walking in front of me. And I hear, a, a like, a low growl. And initially, I think it's maybe a, like a motorbike or something in the distance. And, uh, and then I hear it again, like a deliberate growl. And I can only kind of put it down to, you know, like Simba's father and uh, the Lion King. <laughs> I've never heard uh, Never seen an animal or anything uh, other than on the telly to to kind of hear that sort of thing. It was really low from the kind of the pit of the the stomach. It felt like that, and um, it followed me. It followed me down this bridal path, and I'm waiting now for my dogs to start to react, and they didn't do anything, and I was really confused as to whether I was imagining it, and I know I wasn't because. I felt it you know you can feel can't you when you know you're alert I um, am I'm a very alert person I've worked I used to be a wagon driver and I've worked all over Europe so I've driven trucks on my own through many countries and you have to have your you have to have the head on you you have to have your wits about you especially being a female and that's me you know I'm I'm always on alert so I'm waiting for the dogs to react I'm not wanting to shout the dogs or do anything because I don't want to project anything onto them and uh, eventually this car started coming down the back of the the path behind me Uh, so I just kind of stood in the middle of the the lane to get my dogs on the lead and as it came past me it it was kind of going slow I just jogged alongside of it until I could get onto the main road and even then I felt like really exposed really vulnerable I had no idea what this thing was other than it followed me pretty much to when the car came Its growl was getting I'm not going to say louder but it was getting stronger and uh, you know I've talked to people and they said if it was a big cat and it was going to get me I wouldn't have even known it was there but what I did do is I came back home and I did a search on the internet and I in my head I'm thinking big cat that's all it can be and uh, I found a a site. Uh, some guy was running who was taking reports for big cats in the UK. And a train driver had uh, reported seeing something large crossing the railway tracks about 16 miles from me three days before. So who knows? It could have been could have been a cat. Why was it growling? That's the interesting thing. I wasn't a threat. I was, you know, there was something between us. I right, I and your dogs
0: didn't alert either, which is that's sounds yeah. very unusual.
1: Yeah, that is the weird thing. I, you know, you know, I'm quite a rational person. I definitely heard it, and and it concerned me. And you know, where do you go with that? It's uh, <laughs> they don't go anywhere. These experiences, you can't. You can't take it anywhere other than what's happened, and that's it. Um, you don't get answers.
0: Did it seem natural or unnatural when it happened? Did you get a sense if it was a, like a preternatural feeling approaching you, ominous, otherworldly, or did it seem like you were just being stalked by a predator?
1: Um. Yeah, just being stalked by something didn't feel particularly... um. You know, ominous in a sense. Other than I've walked, I've walked up this lane many, many years. Never ever experienced anything like that. I walk with my dogs a lot. I do a lot of uh, night walking. I love walking uh, in the evenings. I'm a bit of a night owl, so you know, it's nothing to me to go out at midnight with my dogs for a, for an hour's walk. And uh, I've never, never experienced anything like that. So. It's very strange.
0: Yeah, really interesting, and so that gets the ball rolling of you looking on the internet, and you wander into all the madness over here regarding Sasquatch, and and you uh, your first show you get started with is Bigfoot Odyssey. Yeah. Yeah, and so it, this drive to look into the phenomena takes on a whole new form. I mean, otherwise you'd be looking into giant black cats roaming, you know, eastern London, but instead you're looking for a giant mountain monkey. Um, what What was it about that mystery that uh, took you so far away from home? I mean, we don't have, aside from the wild man or the, the green man, for that matter, probably a better example, there's really nothing over there that would dictate looking for something like that so what was it
1: well, there is a british bigfoot uh research uh group that's run by deborah hatswell and i soon kind of discovered that while looking for bigfoot on uh on youtube because you know I'm, I'm in england and <laughs> I'm, youtube is literally my only connection to to bigfoot to all mm-hmm. to all of this and so when I realised there was a group in the UK, I thought, okay, this is interesting. And, uh, Deborah had her own experience, a face-to-face with something. Um, um, you know, they talk about wild man, the wood woes, uh, the forest man. I don't, I don't know if that's the same as Bigfoot. I don't know if the wild man or the wood woes, the green man was actually, Bigfoot. you know, but, right. um, you know, reports were coming in. People were seeing things, and then um, um, start stick strict structures and st- things. And I mean, I, I'm a very, you know, like I said, I'm quite practical thinking. And because I'd learned so much about American Bigfoot and the experiences, I didn't know if uh, there was Bigfoot in the UK. And I found it maybe hard to believe that there's such a vast amount of land in America and yet people can still bump into these things. And we're on a tiny island and hardly anyone's bumping into them. The The reports are quite uh, uh, minimal, you, you know. They're not very clear and, you know, I'm not saying people aren't seen anything, something, but they're certainly not like the encounters that we hear about in America. And I just think, you know, if they were here and they were breeding We'd be tripping over them pretty much soon and, and we're not so there's always a possibility i mean i've gone out I went looking, I found my own research area. weird things started to happen to me and um you know i I want to find out um what's on the other side i've I've had strong links to people who've passed away that i've I've been desperate to connect with, and when you hear about people who I'm going, off a, I'm going off the road a little bit here, but I'm, I'm, what I'm trying to say is, you know, I, I look at, I can debunk a lot of things, but that doesn't mean I don't want to believe that there's something there and that I think that there is something there. Um, but, um, you know, when you hear people who have these encounters and people who have ghost encounters and connecting with spirits and stuff like that, I, I, I think, you know, out of a lot of people, I've had some very strong connections with people who've passed away. and that would be the first thing that they would be doing, would be contacting me. And that's never happened. Um, you know, are we all... Are we? Do we have to be tuned in a certain way to have these encounters and experiences? Can you want it too much? Can you be blocking it? I, I don't know. But, um, you know, there's something definitely, you know, out there, and I, I feel it in my life. But... I don't
0: know what it is. So this, I mean, I'm sympathetic with you as far as wanting to know more about what's beyond the veil and what's what what lays and waits for us when we pass on. I would I would never count myself into someone who has a latent ability to attach into that. In fact, I need to be you know hit in the side of the head most of the time. Do you feel like you have? Uh, are you sensitive?
1: Uh, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. I'm sensitive, you know. I can read people really well, and this is going to sound not crazy, but you know, I can read situations very, very well. And um, I kind of think sometimes things are laid out before you, uh, before you meet people, and there's, there's a kind of story, and sometimes I can read that story quite, quite in advance, and. Um I I have this ability to mm-hmm. um I don't know what it is. When whenever I need something, it, it happens. And it's always very in a in a very normal way. But um what can I mean normal way? <laughs> if I need if I need things they they come to me and I'm not talking about money, I'm not talking about um you, you know asking stuff off people if i need something i can create it <laughs> that sounds crazy i can't do it all the time but when i really need it and it's genuine it'll happen and i don't know what that is
0: yeah well thoughts become things I, I think is uh the old adage here but you're uh you're speaking about something along the way here into looking at the Sasquatch phenomena and reaching into these other little weird baskets along the way here, and you talked earlier about muddy waters and about the the weird in itself and um wh- what do you th- what's your opinion about how this may all work because it seems connected uh I get that sense from you that you don't disagree with that there's there's something connecting all of this supernatural s- secret mystery school phenomena together and it's it's outside of uh, what we would call the tangible real physical world from us but yet it's not what what, what do you think's going on
1: mm, you mean with the connection with bigfoot this all this and bigfoot all linked together
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah and you're i mean you're it seems like you're touching on a certain direction this may be leaning to go. Uh, or do you still battle with the fact that this is just flesh and blood with a heightened sense of awareness and it's super evolved? I mean, where are you at with that?
1: Um, I really struggle with it. Uh, but there's, there's so many weird and quirky sides to this. for uh, that you can't help but go the other way. And, you know, when you... The first thing is like, you know, why is it not a recognized species? What what can be so you know, there's nothing there's nothing out there that we don't know about that if it needs protecting gets protected. Um how can this creature still be um you know, unrecognized? That that really troubles me. I don't believe it's a logging thing or I think this is something, there is something a lot more to it. I wish I knew. Mm. And, um, yeah, there's too many accounts of un- unnatural things happening when people are experiencing Bigfoot, uh, sometimes things at the same time. You know, I've talked to people that have seen Bigfoot kind of forming in front of them. Uh, I've talked to people who've had MindSpeak experience with them who were who were talking to them. Who, who bigfoot claim? You know they call themselves the people, and uh, they're not here to to hurt us. They they're here to teach us. Um, and to uh, say they've had healing off them. And you know we just hear so many different things. Eyes illuminating, um, dis- things just dis- you know them just disappearing. I, and then I think, you know, it's really difficult for people to tell, you know, firstly that they've seen a big foot. Uh, how much information are they withheld, withholding back, um, that maybe something's happened and they don't, they don't tell us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and so, you know, a lot of people stick to the flesh and blood right. um, kind of aspects, but maybe these people are, well, there are people who are experiencing <laughs> different things and are getting laughed at. Or, uh, you know, class is crazy or whatever.
0: Um, yeah. It's not,
1: you know, there's not, there's not a very, there's not many places where you can talk about your encounter without, you know, people wanting to have a go at you. Mm-hmm.
0: What's the weirdest thing that you've heard of relating to the supernatural and Sasquatch? And from, from, let's say, the strangest thing you've heard from someone you think is very credible and you don't have to give me their name, but, uh, you know. I listened
1: to um, a guy and uh he played he played with a sasquatch as a kid and this maybe not nothing supernatural about this but um when you when you you can watch this guy telling his story and you can you can see his body language and he's speaking from the heart and he he told this account that he he played with this this female sasquatch as a kid and um he. They both knew that their parents couldn't know about each other. Somehow they were communicating. He was about seven or eight, I think. And I know, as a kid, I used to go to Sicily because my dad's Sicilian. We used to play with kids. I never spoke Sicilian when I was a kid, but we we got we communicated. You do it. You find a way to, you know, to to get the point across. And they played a lot. And one day she came, met him, and she said, "This is it. I, we're, we're we're kind of moving on. I'm not going to be able to." to play with you, uh, you anymore. And uh, this is something that happened to him maybe 30, 40 years ago, and he was absolutely devastated trying to tell this story at that point. And, you know, this this creature touches people, really, really, really affects people more than, you know, even people can affect people. So there's something... There's something strange, you know, I keep saying there's something strange, of course there's something strange about it, mm-hmm. but, but, you know, maybe, maybe they're very close to us, maybe, maybe maybe they are, you know, if we didn't call them Bigfoot and we called them, as some people would say if we called them forest people, we'd be totally freaked out if we thought there was a, you know, a race of people walking, walking amongst us, they're just in the woods there, uh, they don't wear clothes and they don't speak English, but, um they're part of us i don't know but yeah i've i think that that's the story that really sticks out with me the most supernatural things are the, are the three guys who have who are kind of building up a relationship with these big foots up in uh, arizona
0: Oh, okay i haven't heard the story
1: yeah they, i mean there's there's three of them together that that tell this story they're all from three different kind of backgrounds okay. Uh, and one lives 80 miles away from, from one of the guys who has this area where he, where he goes to meet them. And uh, they've been going up for quite a few years now and they're developing, they're communicating. Um, I don't know what it is. They're seeing them like a predator. This kind of, you know, at the film appearing Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. One guy says it's kind of like oil and water. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It really, really baffles me. Um, you know,
0: all of. It. Well, as far as the secrecy is concerned, and why we wouldn't just know about them being some rare hominid out there, if there's something other that they don't want you to know about, um, do you? I mean, you're. You're kind of leaning into things along the way here, or maybe I'm just filling in the blanks here where I want to. But this, this unnatural state that is Sasquatch, where they enjoy both worlds at once, um, is that? First of all, is that something you can talk about freely when you're on Bigfoot Odyssey? Can you? Do you find yourself? being the voice of like, well, we should probably look at these other stories here and give them as much credence as they're that kind of give and take where you're Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm open to anything. How can we how can we shut anybody off, no matter how crazy it seems. Um there's there's stuff going on out there. And Bigfoot Odyssey, yeah. I mean Kerry's, you know, he's he's flesh and blood. He's got his stance on how they want to to go with this um search for bigfoot and you know but we the thing is we can be civil and and talk about it and disagree and it's not a problem uh it's a good place to to talk and we have lots of people on who who've encountered some really strange stuff and uh you know we're open to listening to anything because really you can't mm-hmm. you can't say no to anything if uh, you know you can't right. say no to one thing and then say yes to another Right. Uh, it's, it's not possible.
0: Do you feel like, let's let's go with the two variety of stories then. You have the typical eyewitness who sees a roadside crossing or sees something like Bluff Creek. And then you have these brothers who describe something like oil on water and mind speak and all the variants of weirdness there. Do you feel like one brand of storytelling has more value than the other? Do you find just as much value in people that have seen a Bigfoot do a roadside crossing or you do you understand what I'm getting
1: yeah yeah I think so I think any details we can get any descriptions um you know yeah obviously the more detail you get the better you know that's goes without saying I think but I think, you know, some people can be really touched by just seeing something cross the road that they've never seen before, have no idea what it looks like, you know, don't know what it is. Huge thing, and just seeing something like that can really, um, you know, knock you off your off your feet. Um, right. But do I think about Bigfoot being different, in different dimensions? Um, do I think those seeing oil and water are actually seeing Bigfoot? Do I think... Bigfoot can appear in any form. Sorry, just sorry. My dog's um
0: trying to. Oh, your dog's in another form right now.
1: She's yeah, she's ripping through (laughs) something, (laughs) making a noise as usual. Sorry about that. That's okay. Um, I think I think you know, there's something else going on with these um, the weird bigfoot stories. I think maybe the, the maybe the, it's not Bigfoot. Maybe it's something else. Oh, I don't know. I wish I knew.
0: hmm. Yeah. So you, how, how do you approach witnesses? Do they write in
1: stories to you? How does this work? Um, some contact me. I contact some. Um, I've talked to people as well who don't come on the show because they don't want to. And that's fair enough. Uh, but I'm happy to listen and you know just offer an ear if that's what they want. Um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of looking for, you know, I, I'm the way I'm going with with hidden existences. I'm always kind of like trying to move forward with the subjects, and I think we can go over and over stuff uh, till you know we're blue in the face. Uh, some somehow some way we need to look at this in a a different way because we're just doing the same thing over and over. Uh, Unlike yourself, who've who've been experimenting and you're still getting results and stuff happening with what you're Mm -hmm. doing. There's People looking at Bigfoot in exactly the Mm -hmm. same way they've been doing for the last 50 years. Mm -hmm. And um, we, we have to take another approach to this because it seems like the normal way you'd kind of find an animal and capture a creature, you know, a normal thing would be all the ways people are are doing now, but it's not happening. Why is it not happening? How are they, how are they evading these trail cams? How are um, right. they sneaking up on people? How are they d- doing what they do? There's something, yeah, I, I do feel like there's just some mystery mm-hmm. here that's not...
0: Well, it gives the power of the government so much... Credence and uh, omniscience to the point where they're magic. Because, I mean, if the old ways, let's say the old ways are true, that Newtonian science, and this is a, nothing but a super relic hominid that's evaded capture and uh, any credible, you know, photo evidence or physical evidence that's weighted by science, if that's true, then. In particular, we'll say the U.S. government or the larger body of world government has managed to occlude the evidence so well that they have such omniscience over the populace that they can get to a location, excavate it, um, do a full forensic wipe, and intimidate the witness to the um, you know what I mean. Like it gives them so much power and credit to to put this story in the loony bin. That it's it, to me that's so much more crazy that yeah. we would have that power when we we have, I mean we stand at the precipice now of disclosure. It's no more. It's not loony to talk about E.T.s at this point. It would be loony not to. And so we we understand that there's at least something, a higher form of intelligence visiting us, either biological or non biological. So that's that's my frustration with uh the scientific world invested in sasquatch is that it's um it's its argument is is so tired and has so many swiss cheese holes in it that um i just want to have i want to be able to have a sense of humor myself with it but it does yeah. get frustrating and I you know I think you've seen me frustrated on one occasion when that when that comes up but it comes to the point where you just have to um you have to find a comrade in in arms with you that and I maybe you're that person uh you know as we go along here but do you understand what
1: I'm getting at yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um you know what's interesting is this is, you know, Bigfoot's been out for years, yeah? We agree on that. He's been around for years. Um, people people have been covering this up for years. There's been those, uh, like you say, those ones that go out and say, you saw a bear. That is just a bear. Don't say anything else. That They're all over America. It's not the same couple of guys going around the entire America every time someone has an encounter and, and they're clearing up, like you say, these, you know, whatever's happened. But... Don't tell me over these years, there's there's not one single whistleblower. There's not one single person over these years who's, who could come out even anonymously and go, this is what's going on. How can this be such a well-kept secret unless they don't know what it is? How can, how can over the years, there's not just one person, there must be loads of people that know what's going on it can't just be one person holding the, the the all the information do you know what i'm saying this seems to be something weird to me that there's whistleblowers coming out over everything you know of ets ufos mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff but we never had one official bigfoot whistleblower
0: right and why not see how the you know, the globe does with something that is on planet. Why why break everybody's mind in two with ET disclosure first and then go to the Bigfoot stuff? You would think, you know, we would go with disclosure over Sasquatch to see how they handle that. I mean, it's not nearly as magnificent as an off-world planet, it, you know, possibly existing visiting ours. So, it, it's kind of gone backwards is the is the Sasquatch mystery even more fantastical than the ET one and they want to see how we handle that
1: yeah I mean maybe it is connected maybe that's why then it is connected somehow um but yeah if this was just a living breathing flesh and blood creature so, someone's bound to have come out by now and gone yeah all right you know they're out there and we can't get hold of them and when we do they you know rip people to shreds or they can, they can escape or whatever. Uh, but you know, just stay, just leave them alone. They're not, they're not bothered about people. If you just leave them alone, there's just nothing. Um, and I find that strange. I can't believe it's that compartmentalized that there isn't someone who's retired now and gone. Do you know what? For the sake of all those crazy people's minds now, uh, maybe I can give them a bit of peace of mind. This. I just find
0: that strange. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's frustrating and uh it's frustrating for a whole host of reasons we've just went over, but maybe the most frustrating is when the you know the scientific community looks at you on the fringes talking about all these fantastical attributes of Sasquatch and they basically say well you're lazy that that's how you derived at these conclusions is that you're lazy and you haven't looked deep enough like I have. And, um, you know, there's there's only so much you can do uh, when someone says that to you. You can either, you know, entrench yourself with your point of view and reiterate that, you know, all the facts as they lay, or you can just say, well, this somehow it's manipulating the argument so they can um, further understand their own battle with the phenomenon. And I think most of these people have battled with these you know these experiences up close and personal and then they you know derive that I, I just can't have seen what I thought I've seen
1: mm.
0: so that's um, that's always a difficult one and um, yeah I think that's a tougher one for me and it sounds like you're in a typical British way able to handle it more than I am <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think, you know, there there has to be someone, some people, a collective of people who, you know, really need to get together and and keep pushing forward, trying to find answers. Um, We kind of get, you know, eaten up by our own in the Bigfoot community. Um, You say the wrong thing or you go against what someone believes and it's a big hoo-ha and, you know, there's, there's literally no experts there's you're an expert in your own field in your own wood in your own experience but in terms of sasquatch and the paranormal and we're still you know none of us really know what it is about and um we should be able to you know uh, for me I don't I'm not really bothered if people are not uh who think it's wacky or whatever, there's, there's a, you know, group of people out there who really need to connect with others. Um, and you know, we should be doing it. We should be creating a space for them. I'm not saying just you and me, but sure, uh, you know, there should be somewhere for it to, to be able to happen. And, um, I'm kind of so, doing it now in the, sorry, go on. No, go ahead.
0: And that's, that's where hidden existence comes in.
1: Yeah, I've, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not just covering Bigfoot and UFOs, although that's all I seem to be covering at the moment. But there's so much more out there that I want to cover, and it just, um, it's a slow approach. It's a, a slow kind of transition that needs to happen um, because I want everyone to enjoy everything that I put out there, and you know, they're pretty, pretty open-minded bunch. the the guys who who follow me, which is great. And um, I'm I'm doing something with the Bigfoot kind of community. Uh, It's not just me, uh, there's two other guys. And we're trying to create a truth hub where people can come to us and we can tell them exactly what we know about Bigfoot, which is pretty much nothing. And save people a lot of time trawling through endless rubbish, there's, there's, you know, people that are taking advantage and exploiting people using this subject, um, and, mm-hmm. it, you know, this is it's getting ruined. And we're not, no one's going to take it seriously when this is going on. And do I think I can change the whole thing? No, absolutely not. But you know, it 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 needs everybody to to come together uh, to do this. And the, the, you know, the stronger you become, the more the more you become, the stronger you become. Um, You're going to create some kind of, um, you know, seriousness to this subject, which it needs. Right. Now it's just
0: a pop culture meme and it's, you know, a commercial success rather than a scientific breakthrough or spiritual breakthrough, in my opinion.
1: Uh, No education. And although we can't give a lot, but we can be real about what, what we're telling people. And you know, if you're going to take money off people, you need to educate them. You can't tell them a story about, you know, a made-up story about a Sasquatch in your wood if you've got nothing to to show for it, and and you're not educating people. And we're just repeating the same thing over and over. Everybody's repeating the same thing over and over about Bigfoot. There's nothing new come out in fifty years.
0: So there's oh, a right, lot of hoax. Right,
1: <laughs> Sorry.
0: No, go ahead, Danielle. What what did you just say? I
1: said I was probably just exaggerating there a little bit, but, yeah, you know.
0: Well, I know what you mean. It's the same footage over and over again, at least. But there is, seems to be an uptick in hoaxing going on as far as, uh, you know, social media. Have you noticed an uptick in in hoaxing uh, regarding Sasquatch yeah. and UFO stuff?
1: I don't know if it's, if it's hoaxing always uh, it's because it's quite a big word that to use, there's a lot of um, kind of thought put into hoaxing people. So there are those obviously who have gone out of the way to try and pull off something that is, you know, made up. There's others out there who believe they have something when they don't have anything. And uh, people run with it and people follow them. And there's a, there's a, you know, a huge kind of group of people out there who are quite willing to believe absolutely anything. Uh, And this is where I'm coming into muddy waters here that people seem really satisfied with very little to believe and um, they're not always genuine people. And, you know, yeah, there's people making money from people who are following people who have nothing, nothing to, nothing of value to share for it. And that does annoy me.
0: Well, is that a cult of personality or is it because, uh, the evidence is so muddy that it sells itself and its own mystery or what do you think it is?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's all you need is, um, you know, there's a kind of this cult thing, like you say, of people walking around the woods with a camera, coming back home, uploading it to YouTube and, Get in their subs to try and see if they can find a dog man or a big four or a black thing <laughs> and you know they do they find them they go it's a big four and it's got a little juvenile with it and an alien stood behind it mm. and so that gets posted and you know and the people who believe in that sort of stuff and that's fair enough you want to believe in that sort of stuff just go with it um you know the, we don't question ourselves or oh, stop hang on mm. that could be anything it could be a leaf or twig for me, you know, you have to go back, go back, take a comparison shot. If that thing's still there or not still there, you know, whether it is something or it's part of the tree. I, I'm, I'm very, I'm not easily led with things uh, because I don't, I, I don't want to waste my time. Right. And, you know, that's fair enough, isn't it? We've all got yeah. lives, we've all got things to do. Uh, I'm interested in serious stuff. And a lot of people aren't willing to look further than the, the, the phone screen and follow it. That's
0: right,
1: yeah. You know, that's it. I, mm. I'm over in the UK, but I'm trying to, mm. by talking to people, delve a bit deeper, and you, you, you need to see who's behind these screens, who's behind these videos, and find out what they're about. And a lot of them are, you know, trying to make a book or two out of uh, Big, Bigfoot and YouTube. Um, right. I'm conning yeah. people, basically. Letting people get carried away with it um um you
0: know Yeah. The, well, this phenomena kind of does thing. not like you to look into it 24/7 it loves looking at you 24/7 but as far as your ability to look back uh it's such a huge sacrifice uh, that you i mean you sacrifice so much physically and you know emotionally that you have you know time for little else in your life and there's no way to really pull that off unless you're in a Jane Goodall setting and completely financed by a university. And if that's happening right now, um, it's happening without my knowledge. The only way that happens is without a, you know, full production studio uh, supporting you. Even then, um, you know, you have to conclude that most of the stuff is so smoke and mirrors and so tailor made for you to be just out of reach that you, it's like a mirage that you can't ever get to. Yeah. hmm Yeah. And that's supposed it's... to be the fun of it, but yet it can drive you crazy if you're trying to reach the intangible, you know, physical element of the uh, ultimately totally intangible.
1: Bigfoot seems like that, doesn't it? Like, we're never going to... I can't believe, you know, there hasn't been a dead body by now and someone hasn't shot one and... Mm-hmm. It's such a mystery, but yeah, um, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors and like you say, time is precious. Um, I'm interested, obviously I'd love to, you know, do, do more, but I'm, I'm really limited because of where I live as well. But, you know, if I, if I lived over there, I think I'd be going out. I think I'd be looking, I think I'd be doing a lot more and also, you know, there's nobody over here that's into this stuff. You know, I've got a couple of friends who don't laugh at me when I tell them about Bigfoot because they're (laughs) like, what? (laughs) Bigfoot, it's not real, right? It's like, yeah, Uh, because I believe it is, whether it's flesh and blood or what, there's something out there and uh, people can't get their heads around it here because, you know, we've never heard of it. So there's a, you know, I'm limited to who I can talk to about it here. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, I have a couple of connections to some Cryptid Hunters, not too far from you. Um, and I'll get in touch oh. with you afterwards and shoot you some uh, some Facebook names because they, they come over here to do it um, and, uh, you know, spend a week over here out in the woods.
1: Yeah, sorry. I, I was listening to that and they sounded like they live very close to me, like we've got the same accents almost. Uh, I think they're from the north of uh, England, definitely. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, I mean, you have every opportunity to be out looking at hot spots for UFO stuff and ghost stuff. Do you find yourself saying, well, it'd be a a lot easier to get content, you know, on-the-ground interviews with people? Uh, Do you find yourself leaning that way?
1: Yeah, I'm interested in... uh, I've started getting into uh, UFOs now and what's going on in the UK, Um, but it it really is... um, I'm finding it very difficult for people to talk about some of their experiences because it's just even beyond uh, trying to understand a uh, you know a bipedal creature in the in a wood. these are things appearing in people's bedrooms in you know in the cars and they're being taken off missing time and uh, it's a whole different kind of uh, ball game I think to sasquatch um but yeah, I don't. I don't know what I can do in the UK, to be honest. Um, I'm still kind of developing what mm-hmm. I'm doing, and I need to go with uh, what I'm. I'm feeling at the time. I think to, mm-hmm. to, to, to do anything, and and I think things will just fall in place, because things things seem to be doing that, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm going from one thing to another and learning a bit more about stuff. So um I'm open to anything but I'm, I'm a believer that things kind of happen at the right time and uh but like I said I did um this is the other thing this is something weird that happened to me and you know this is another thing maybe that happens to people and you have to question yourself what's going on but I did um try and find was trying to find bigfoot in the uk and i was going out and i found a had a couple of research areas one actually area where i found a mutilated sheep which is interesting um it had a really kind of precision like cut to its lower jaw and uh, around its ear i think i do have some photos um and i found some really interesting kind of stick Kind It's of like this cartwheel asterisk thing made in a tree. Not in a wood where people would go, literally, you know, quite an, a beaten, off, off the beaten track. And anyway, I, I, there's this other wood that I go to that's uh, a very, very old ancient wood uh, called slackhead. And uh, it's on sort of like limestone and it's quite hard to get through some areas of it. But that wood, you walk in that wood and you can feel there's something, some energy in there. And uh, I'd gone quite a few times and I don't know, there's just something about it really, kind of uh, atmospheric wood. And I wanted to find Bigfoot. So you're looking then, aren't you? In your head, you're looking, you're trying to find signs and it's so easy to get your head into that mode. And I kept, uh, I was walking through the woods, there was no wind that day. And every now and again, I'd see a bush with just one leaf, Waving, and there's no wind at all, and I was thinking, that's a sign. I think that's a sign, and I and I went with it, and I found till I found the next little leaf blowing, the single leaf on a tree just blowing, weird, another sign. And I'm noticing that there's no there's no sounds, there's no bird song, there's no nothing. when I'm quite aware of birds are like birds, and I ended up being taken kind of into this clearing. And I just stood there and in my head I, I laughed and I said to myself, I can't believe there's not even a single tweet. And literally the, the second I thought it, I heard a bird tweet and then just silence. Now, you know, did I want that to happen? Did I create that? Was it coincidence? Um, I got really caught up in the moment and I don't know what that was, but that's an experience that some people, um, could either go, yeah, it's a coincidence or really go with that and get yourself in the, caught up in the moment of, um, but, you know, something happening and, you know, I, I, I think that sometimes we have to be really honest with ourselves, uh, about what's going on and, um, i think some of us get caught up in it all and i think other people are really experiencing something uh sometimes it's hard to know the difference
0: no yeah it's i mean even in a in a hot bed of wilderness when you have you know a thousand pounds footsteps around you it's it's still possible it's a bear it's still possible it's a deer things we we want so much for the the legend to present itself and it's it's hard to be uh, a skeptic sometimes when belief steps in so I don't yeah. I, it never really goes away I don't care who these people are that says it goes away. I find myself you know still walking down those roads where I need you know my buddy Alex in Canada who still looks at uh, some of the things uh, I'll post him in private or ask him and once in a while you know, a friend, a good friend is the better half of good judgment for you. And, and my, my girlfriend as well. So it's, it's, it's something that it's just part of human nature. But the, the leaf waving thing is something interesting. And I've seen this before. And I, sometimes I chalk it up to it just being some kind of growth phenomena with it, where a leaf, uh, suddenly does its own thing different from the other branches. has nothing to do with wind. But then I hear these incredible stories about people that see like fern fronds lifted up behind trees and kind of move horizontally like you would, you know, waving a a white flag, you know, and uh, just with utter purpose that there's something behind, you know, an intelligence behind the act. So, yeah. It's always just enough and not enough at the same time,
1: yeah, yeah, it's weird because after that, after I started going down that that forest, I used to i walk my dogs on the back field at night, and um I started hearing this owl, <laughs> and I think it was following me the, the this is the the problem with um the sasquatch subject is we we put all these connections together, and we don't know whether or not they do actually connect and um yeah, like you say, you need to, you know, good friends to talk about it with, to um, kind, of, kind of weigh it all mm-hmm.
0: up. How has the, the pandemic changed the dynamic looking into this in the UK on your own? Have you noticed the difference in how the stories are presented or the amount the stories that have come in, in a post-COVID world?
1: Um, I'm not actually I don't actually follow UK Bigfoot now i can't tell you uh, what's going on in the UK uh, in in terms of that um sorry I I kind of spoiled your question there maybe have I answered right is that what you meant well
0: no as far as the the one person that you mentioned earlier you're not following them is that what you're saying
1: I'm not following any anything. Well, that's oh. all there is. That's all there is to follow in the UK. Is the, okay. that one? Uh, unfortunately, it's a very limited kind mm-hmm. of. Um, Why well, to- you don't yeah. go out
0: to like the Sherwood Forest and try to <laughs> <laughs> ramble up some spirits? I don't. I thought you said you had a research area that you are going to periodically. That I, maybe I misunderstood.
1: Yeah, I did. I did have. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did have. I was going out to there um, thinking there was something and um, I've not been out there for a while. Uh, it's just time as well. It's just time. And I guess my heart isn't in uh, the UK because I feel there's a lot more to learn overseas. Uh, and also, you know, the big four UK big four yeah. community are really tough and it's really hard to ask questions. This is what I find. This with the Americans as well. Canadians, whatever. I don't know, just the community. I'm not trying to single out uh, people or places, but it's really hard to challenge people to ask questions uh, Mm -hmm. because the research becomes so personal to people. Yes, yes. And uh, it's not about that uh, for the person asking the question. It's just Mm -hmm. you'd want to ask questions about anything if you were, Mm -hmm. you know, presented with something. And this seems to be uh where we get stuck as well is being able to just be civil and have a discussion and it's all right to disagree and uh you know you don't have to react to every statement um that's what people tend to do they tend to react before they think about what's being asked asked and it's really hard as well texting isn't it writing people will never know how you're coming across and it's just the worst way to communicate through text uh that's why i think having an mm. existence before to see places like you, you know strange bra radio and people can talk and you you know exactly how the how the same things and how they're coming across and how genuine people are uh because you know, if you don't, if you can't ask questions, you can't learn anything. And you know, don't put stuff out there if you don't want to, don't want people to ask you about it.
0: Right, right. Now, have you made connections to the point uh, that you'll be coming out here once things simmer down COVID wise? Are you planning a stateside visit to get yeah. out in the woods?
1: Definitely. Um, Probably next year, maybe, if not before. I, d- I can't see it happening this year, but I definitely want to come over for various reasons, um, Yeah, to meet some people and see some places there, because I had a clue about America, really, before all this. <laughs> <even>. <laughs> it wasn't really on my radar, you know. I'd, I'd never really thought of coming over here. Um, I never really thought of going to Australia, but I did. I ended up going to Australia and had an amazing time. Yeah, And, um, suddenly, you know, from, you know, watching Dallas as a kid, I didn't know where anything was or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you knots landing uh, and all that. Right, and, you know, yeah. That's what you see of American at right, JR right. with his big hat and, uh, <laughs> you know, or that um, kind of thing. Um, cause you're limited, aren't you? Like I say, but, uh, suddenly now I'm talking to people from, all over the place, and I know where I know where places are, states are, and where people live, and I can tell by their accent where they're from. And I've really got to know America. uh Sat in my, you know, computer chair uh, in England, and I need to go over and and check it out because, like I said before, uh, you know, I used to be a wagon driver, and I've travelled all, all over Europe. It's I love driving, I love travelling, I love learning new cultures, trying new foods, meeting new people. And, mm-hmm. you know, travel's the best way to, to do that. And we should all do it in our lifetimes is to, to get out and go to another country and uh, go, go and see how, how you know, the side of how people live.
0: Yeah, no, expand, uh, expand your perspectives. And I've expanded mine. I hope the audience has as well with Daniela Iolo. The show is Bigfoot Odyssey and Hidden Existence. You can catch them now. Archived episodes, even one with me on there. Check it out on YouTube. And uh, also are you on iTunes and Stitchers and all the podcatchers as well?
1: Not yet but I hope to be soon.
0: Okay, perfect. Well don't go anywhere Daniela. I have a quick conversation to have with you afterwards and uh, appreciate you coming on the show.
1: Thanks for inviting me on. I've really enjoyed it.
0: Daniela Ayolo, the show's Bigfoot Odyssey, and Hidden Existence. You can subscribe to those now. I wish you would. Check those out mainly at YouTube. Now, we uh, have some deadlines here. I'm going to go ahead and leave up at the strangebrowradio.com website to the end of the month your ab- availability and ability to vote on our strange troll coming up that's where you send me packing uh to one or two places the uh abandoned catacombs at a military fort or the uh closed down farmhouse it was a uh, condemned farmhouse it is a condemned farmhouse so who knows uh what we'll find there in 30 minutes in the dark you pick uh When I go, what I do, when I go there, and uh, what I take with me, and then we'll air it on YouTube. That's our once-a-month show. Also, we might be running late with our Ales and Tails with Alex Whitcomb. We're going to try to uh, get a uh, special episode out to you before I head back out of town. But if we don't, um, please forgive me, and we'll get that up ASAP, because I know how much you guys enjoy Alex's good, drifty sense of humor. Consequently, check out uh, Drifted Creations, won't you, at facebook.com and soon-to-be driftedcreations.com, where you can find all your Canadian driftwood creations by special Ales and Tails co-host Alex Whitcomb. Also, patreon.com forward slash strangebrowradio. You subscribe three bucks a month, you get a lot of extra content already in the archives, including the Owl Moon Lab, which uh, is my book. And it's an audio experience. You can check that out as a download. Take it with you. That's it. Have a good uh, rest of the week. And, of course, I will see you in the trees.